Yes, the Giants lost this game and they dropped a road series for the first time in well over a month. But probably the biggest takeaway from yesterday's game was that Keaton Wynn made his first Major League start and he was just absolutely fantastic. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there and hit that subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube. And coming up on today's show... Yes, we will get into the fact that the Giants lost this game, lost this series, struck out a million times, and, uh, you know, it was a loss. But at the same time, I personally think the biggest takeaway from this game was actually the was the performance by Keaton Wynn. And, you know, he's, he's a rookie who hasn't gotten, like, much attention compared to guys like even Casey Schmidt and Luis Matos, not to mention Patrick Bailey, who we're going to also get into later. He just continues to be a force. But Keaton Wynn, part of this rookie class, and the fact that he was the guy, you know, out of all these long reliever types, and I call them long reliever types, but they're really starter types just pitching out of the bullpen, including Sean Manaya, including Ross Stripling, including Tristan Beck, including Jacob Junis. They have a lot of those kind of guys. But the fact that it was Keaton Wynn who made the start is no accident or no, like, they didn't just pull his name out of a hat. I personally said, like, upon just seeing Keaton Wynn throw a couple times, maybe even the first time he pitched, that it just looked to me like he was a guy who could be a starting pitcher. And sure enough, they, you know, put him in to the the spot there to make that start against the Blue Jays. And he was just unbelievably efficient and attacking the strike zone and good. He just made really one big mistake and that he hung a, a two out splitter. I don't know if it was two strikes, but to uh, Guriel Jr. How am I blanking on his name? Not, not Lord, not Guriel, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Excuse me. Wow. Wow. Um, Yeah, trying to black that out of my memory, I guess. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr., son of the Hall of Famer Vladimir Guerrero Sr., just deposited one deep into left, and and that was the game. The Giants lost this game 2-1. to But Keaton Witt, I mean, the, the pitch mix and the quality of the pitches, the fastball, I was actually digging into the numbers yesterday prior to the start. His four-seam fastball had kind of been hit around a little bit, and I think we did see some hard contact in yesterday's game, but that split-fingered fastball is just a special pitch, and he's able to throw it, uh, well, entering yesterday's game, and I guess I really should look again now, but he was throwing the splitter 60% of the time, so it was basically splitter 60% of the time, and then a mix of fastballs uh, the rest of the 40% of the time, and it was mostly 
the four seam fastball with the two seamer mixed in. And so, yeah, we'll check back in on that right now. So updated, yeah, 58% splitter. So I guess he was a little bit less because it really was 60% or more going into yesterday. But And then 26.5% four seamers and 15% sinkers. He also threw, I noticed, one slider. The first slider that he's thrown in his major league career. So he's got a slider too, I guess. I didn't know that he had that pitch. Uh, suddenly, the the numbers against the fastball aren't great either, actually. So there, he's got three quality pitches, in my opinion, and it's an upper 90s fastball, and the splitter averages like, what, 88 miles an hour, I would guess? Yeah, 88.9. It's an 89-mile-an-hour splitter with a 96.1-mile-an-hour fastball that touches 90. I think his fastest pitch was 98.5, but with 0.5, we round up to 99 when you see it on the graphic on the TV. So anyway, I mean, all of this to say that he is a guy, I, I, it was part of the show yesterday. I just think he has a chance to actually stick in the starting rotation and that he's just a guy who kind of got slept on a little bit as a prospect coming into the year in general. And he wasn't on our radar. I mean, yes, he was. He was on the radar for sure. And I think he was on the 40-man roster. And so that definitely put him on the radar. But, you know, similar to, not similar, I guess, but Patrick Bailey, not a lot of people saw Bailey making this impact. He just shot through the minors. But Heaton Wynn started the year in AAA, I believe. And so, yeah, that, that, he was not totally slept on, but I don't think a lot of Giants fans were aware of this guy, but he could be here to stay. And so I want to just read you today. Fangraphs put out their top Giants prospects list. It took them a while. Here we are in almost July, but here's what they have to say about Keaton Wynn. Quote, after losing two seasons of development, one to the pandemic and the other to Tommy John, Wynn climbed to the upper levels of the minors very quickly in 2022 and was recently promoted to San Francisco. Over the last year, he's been stretched out from working just two or three innings at a time to working as many as six, either as a starter or long reliever. Wynn has had success in a long relief role in the majors, even though he's only working with two and a half pitches. That's interesting. And a four seam and two seam fastball and his devastating splitter, which is one of the nastier ones in pro ball. He is also he also has a slider he used seven percent of the time in Sacramento, but that hasn't yet been deployed at the big league level. Yes, it has one pitch he threw yesterday. Win is a little bit stiff. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. And despite relatively strong strike throwing performance, the eyeball evaluation of his delivery tends to funnel him toward the bullpen. Limited in-zone fastball utility, his heater has downhill angle and run, uh, adds to this, though we projected Wynn's repertoire depth would enable him to work multiple innings, and so far that's been true. Regardless of the specifics of his role, Wynn's velocity and splitter fit somewhere in the meaty middle of a contending team's pitching staff. And I think for the most part, that kind of nails the way that I see him. I also never, ever count out the Giants ability to to get the most out of pitchers and so you know I like the I kind of tilt towards the optimistic viewpoint when it comes to like reading a profile like that and they say well he might be ticketed for the bullpen 
obviously he was pitching out of the bullpen initially and I get the stiff delivery and the limited repertoire it's only a couple pitches but um, you know Kevin Gosman is a guy who thrives with a couple of pitches a fastball and a splitter and Wynn adds a two-seamer uh, Kevin Gosman also mixes in a slider too and so I don't know uh it was just a super impressive outing. Not a ton of strikeouts, interestingly, but at the same time, like he he had like forty pitch, thirty something pitches going into the fifth inning. Like he was so efficient, just attacking the strike zone. He did end up walking, uh, I think at least one, yeah, one hitter, which was the first walk the Giants had issued in this series, and struck out three, gave up three hits. Just one of them happened to be. A homer and it it followed the walk it was actually a brandon belt walk which just goes to show you you know on the other side of it the value of brandon belt and just being able to get on base via a walk and how it can make a big impact and so anyway i would just expect that keaton win probably earned himself another start and that he has the chance as i said to stick in the rotation and that would be a big deal for a team that has been kind of searching for somebody to grab a hold of a role there. So anyway, coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn our attention to some of the uglier parts of this game, including the Giants just striking out a ton. And how about the home runs? Where did the home runs go? So we'll get into that in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Get a uh, Excuse me, just bet 20 bucks and they'll hit, they'll, excuse me, again, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, as promised we are going to get into the uglier part of this game which was the Giants striking out a ton and the Giants also like where is the home run ball uh, where has it gone it's disappeared to some degree and I miss it even though you know the early season narrative was like oh this team is too reliant on home runs well I would like to be reliant on a home run like the Blue Jays were and that this is how they won the game yesterday Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every day or on Monday, breaking down a whole series in New York. It's a big one for me. You don't want to kind of go and start to tailspin a little and have a bad road trip. And so the Mets are scuffling and kick them while they're down. We've said it before about other teams like the Cardinals and even the Padres to an extent. And that's what I hope to see. So the Giants play the Mets tonight at 410 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So yeah, the Giants, what I don't like seeing, and we see, it seems like we see this far too often, this time it wasn't like a rookie pitcher having his best career, or, you know, like, 
having, yeah, his best career start, maybe got roughed up a few times, but it was a veteran pitcher who has been struggling in Chris Bassett, who just absolutely dominated the Giants. They, yeah, I mean, for, they had some chances, and it was funny, like on the broadcast, they were focusing so much on the Giants wasting opportunities while not mentioning that Keaton Wynn was like even better and so efficient. It kind of went under the radar just how good Keaton Wynn was because there was a focus on the Giants inability to hit with when they had some opportunities. And that was kind of a theme in the two losses of this series. And they ended up, Chris Bassett ended up striking out 12, which I believe set a career high. It at least matched it. I think it it set a career high. And this guy's been around for a long time. So when you're just suddenly giving a guy his most dominant outing of his career, that is not something you want to see, obviously. So the Giants struck out 14 times and they walked three times. And yeah, I mean, just in general, I want to discuss the overall strikeout rate. It's been a while since we kind of checked in on it, but the Giants strikeout rate now as a team, including last night's game, is 25.1%. And so my early season analysis when the Giants were striking out like 37% of the time was that this is going to come way down. And so it has, it's down to 25.1% and they're not the worst. They were the worst for a while. They're actually fourth highest in terms of strikeout rate. The twins, Mariners and Brewers have higher strikeout rates. And yeah, I mean, 20 uh, over a little over one out of every four batters who's come up for the Giants this year has struck out and that's it's it's high and it's not what you I think there's a lot of belief that is not substantiated necessarily that you just like can't be a successful team you can't like win in the playoffs with this kind of strikeout issue but I don't know that that's necessarily the case and also the Giants have kind of said that not all strikeouts are created equal if you're having and this is a good point. I had never even thought of it this way. But guys who have like long at bats, they end up more often in two strike counts. And like Lamont Wade, like he might strike out because he has such a long at bat and it gets inevitably gets to two strikes because he's taking pitches, taking balls, fouling off pitches. But if you're a guy who just puts the ball in play immediately, you're not going to strike out as much. But that doesn't necessarily make it a good at bat. If you just make some kind of weak contact, chasing a pitch out of the zone or something. But I think, yeah, so it wasn't as much of a big deal recently because the Giants were winning. And also, I think it kind of calmed down. So let's look at the last 30 days. What has the strikeout rate been for the Giants? And it's just 24.1%. And that's ninth highest in the league. And so, yeah, I mean, even counting a game like last night, it hasn't been the problem it, it hasn't been on everybody's mind. It was just so yesterday was kind of a blip. But one thing I will point to is what about the home runs in the last 30 days? And wow, the Giants ranked 26th out of 30 teams, 26 out of 30 with 21 home runs. The leader has 56 and that's the Atlanta Braves. So that's almost three times as many home runs, not quite, but more than double. Certainly there's a lot of teams. Well, actually, the Braves and Angels are over 50, and then the next closest team has only 40. So 
Yeah, the Giants are about two times behind where I would want them. But what they have done in the last 30 days, they've got a really high batting average on balls in play, which is something that isn't necessarily sustainable. And so you'd like to see some of that power come back. The 330 average on balls in play is second highest in the major leagues. And so that's kind of boosted their batting average in the last 30 days to eighth highest. Their on base percentage in the last 30 days is sixth highest because they've been walking a good amount. But the power is not has not really been there. The isolated power is 24th in the league. And so I kind of miss, it'd be nice to like mix these two things together, the getting on base. And then, you know, like I said, their on base percentage is sixth best in the league in the last 30 days. And look, I'm not complaining. The last 30 days have been great for the Giants from a win and win loss perspective. I would caution anyone who's going to jump to conclusions and say the less power the more they've been winning i think it's kind of a coincidence and hitting for like it's not a coincidence that they won a record number of games for their franchise which is like 140 years old in the year in which they what did i just say yeah they want they set a record for wins in 2021 and they set a franchise record for home runs So I don't think that's a huge coincidence, but let's just look at the overall numbers now and look at, are they even a top home run hitting team anymore? They were so much for the first part of the year, but yeah. Okay. So they're, they have hit the 10th most home runs. And so overall, I would just expect when we're breaking the season into 30 day snippets, I mean, the injuries play a big part. You look at Luis Matos is not a guy who's going to hit a ton of homers. And if, and like Mike Yastrzemski is out and right now Michael Conforto is out. So that plays a role as much as anything is different personnel and just not having your A squad out there necessarily. Like Hanniger was a guy who could easily have hit 30 plus homers in a full healthy season. And same could be said of Conforto, but it just hasn't quite worked out that way. But hopefully, you know, all the guys come back and that they and they can just kind of hit their stride again offensively. But it wasn't there in this series against the Blue Jays. You also saw J.D. Davis ejection for the first time in his career, arguing balls and strikes. Gabe Kapler didn't like the quick hook that the home plate umpire John Tumpain had. J.D. Davis, yeah, did I just say first career ejection? And then Kapler went out and was mad that J.D. got ejected so quickly and Kapler got ejected and it was just the second time in his Giants managerial career which this is now his fourth season and yeah 20 21 2 3 yeah fourth season so he gets tossed for the second time just the second time in you know 2020 was just 60 games but still that's a lot of games and only two ejections so it was just frustrating but Giants are still in a good position and it's not just Keaton Wynn, who's been an impressive rookie. Luis Matos and Casey Schmidt have shown promise, but the results haven't quite been there. But man, oh man, have the results been there for Patrick Bailey. And he just can't be stopped right now. So we'll get into what's going on with him and how he did something that hadn't been done since Buster Posey when he was a rookie. We'll get into it next. All right, as promised, Patrick Bailey can't be stopped. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. We are going to be breaking down an entire series. It's going to be packed with 
whatever goes on. Alex Cobb is coming off the IL to make this start tonight. So getting healthy, a big key all-star break is coming up. Last road series of the unofficial first half. One more homestand and then it's the all-star break. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. And the Giants play the Mets tonight at 4:10 Pacific and you can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Giants. By the way, Cobb coming off the IL and the Mets pitching matchups. There's a couple of games. You do face Verlander, but he hasn't been the same in the middle game of the series, but Carlos Carrasco tonight has been dreadful and then uh David Peterson has also been dreadful and he's the projected starter on Sunday. And so those this is a series kick them while they're down a couple of pitchers like I don't want to see oh Carrasco best start of his season take advantage of these weaker kind of opponents right now these guys are not pitching well and the the offense needs to take advantage but one of the keys will be Patrick Bailey who as I said he just like is on an unbelievable run right now and is not getting I've said this before, but there are other rookies in the league who are getting like so much hype and attention. And Patrick Bailey, I would venture to say that like most baseball fans, even like hardcore baseball fans who aren't Giants fans, probably are completely unaware of the existence of Patrick Bailey, whereas other rookies are being kind of promoted by the league ad nauseum, like to a large extent and every day and and it's fine it's kind of good to be under the radar i feel like when you get that hype it maybe can get to your head a little bit and you start to feel the pressure to keep it up or whatever but bailey it seems like nothing phases this guy and as i continue to say i feel like the bigger the moment the better the at bat from patrick bailey and that was true again last night when he missed speaking of the home run the blue jays totally changed their outfield dimensions and heights and all that. And he missed a home run by inches last night. And it would have, first of all, there was a horrible strike call on him. It should have been ball four. And so he had to like regroup mentally, took his time out. He really like, you could tell it was like regrouping mentally, trying to clear his mind. And then was it the next pitch or two pitches later, he just hit a missile to right field that was almost a home run. So this guy, I mean, he just continues to really, really impress me. And what he did, it it wasn't just that hit. He had two hits on the night, I believe. Yeah, two hits on the night, a single and a double. And and it gave him a 10-game hitting streak, which is a modest hitting streak. But at the same time, it is the first 10-game hitting streak by a Giants rookie. They said it incorrectly, I think it was John Miller who probably was just reading it wrong, but it's not the first Giants rookie catcher. That wouldn't be that impressive because they haven't had many opportunities. Rookie catchers haven't had many opportunities in the last 13 years because Posey has been the primary guy. But no, first Giants rookie, period, since Buster Posey in 2010 to have a 10-game hitting streak. Posey did it twice in 2010. And so... It's fitting that it is. it does happen to be another catcher. And Patrick Bailey, I mean, puts Joey Bart in the rearview mirror more and more every day. Like, there's just no doubt. Bailey, according to Fangraph's wins above replacement, has already produced almost double the 
wins above replacement of Joey Bart's entire career in the span of 32 games. And Bart's career obviously was Giants' career so far. He's amassed a lot more playing time and has been half as overall valuable, basically. And there, there's definitely unsustainability going on. We're not going to expect... I mean, it's just completely unrealistic to expect him to continue to have a 416 batting average on balls in play. I keep waiting for it to go down, but it just doesn't. Yesterday, he only put two balls in play and they were both hits. And so it was a thousand for his average on balls in play yesterday. He struck out in his other two plate appearances. So yeah, that number is eventually going to come down, but you just... If you just watch, it's not like people equate batting average on balls in play with luck, and it's not necessarily luck. I would not say, oh, Patrick Bailey has just been lucky. And in fact, that's why it's great we have numbers like expected weighted on base average. We could break it down by like expected average, expected slugging, but this one kind of combines them. And basically, suffice it to say, his actual weighted on base average is 379 and the expected weighted on base average is 377, almost identical. And so that just, that just completely negates the like luck conversation. He's earned every bit of the offense that he's produced. What it, to me, I don't like luck calling a number like BABIP luck related as it can be, but it's more like sustainability and so basically, you just can't stay this dialed in forever, and guys don't, and eventually that's going to come down to earth, and what that means is more balls in play will be outs at a higher rate. Instead of 41.6% of the time when he puts it in play, it being a hit, it's going to be more like 30% of the time, or maybe slightly more than 30%. So anyway, when that happens, the overall numbers won't look as good, but at the same time, what he's done defensively and just the poise nothing rattles him he's just kind of unassuming and man has he just been so impressive so anyway very exciting that he's on the Giants and they finally seem to have figured something out at the catcher position after kind of trying for quite a while since Buster Posey retired this guy looks like an above average catcher for sure Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday, breaking down this series in New York. Kick them while they're down. Take at least two out of three and maybe even sweep these guys. So we'll be back on Monday to give you the latest. The Giants play the Mets tonight at 410 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Giants. Once again... My name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance. And thank you to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.